Hello, my friends, and welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. I want to thank you so much for joining me here today. And as you know, I am Ray Bohax, the hot rod farmer from Cat Swamp Road over on Warren County. And we get together here exclusively on Sirius XM Channel 147 Rural Radio every Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern with an encore Sunday of the same episode at 6 6 p.m. Eastern. And if you miss it, no worries. Just go to my website, farmmachinerydigest.com and click on the FMD radio tab and all of the back episodes will be there one week after they air on Rural Radio. So check that out, and please use that as a resource, because this show is all about education. And I certainly understand that we may discuss something on the show uh, one week, and you have a quasi-interest in it, but you don't have a problem with that, or you're not really involved in that at that particular point. So you could go back into the archives and then listen to it when it is apropos, right? That's a uh, fancy French word, right, from the guy from uh, Cat Swamp Road. We're getting fancy schmancy over here, all right? So uh, they opened up a Starbucks a couple of years ago in town. I don't like that stuff. I'm not, Hopefully I'm not stepping on anybody's toes, but uh, I think that that's lousy coffee. But whatever. Hey, it takes all kinds to make the world go round. So hopefully, God willing, everything is going well in your life and in your farm or ranch operation, and that uh, the weather has not been too bad. Over here in New Jersey, it's actually been pretty mild for January. Uh, We've had uh, low 20s overnight. A week or two ago, we had zero or plus one. I think it was zero or negative one, not too bad. And then it warmed up, and then uh, during the day, it's, it's getting to be around... 40 degrees 42 degrees so it is and my cover crop is actually doesn't know what to do it's this year it's straight triticale and it's uh going dormant waking up going dormant waking up but that's all right it'll do what it has to the good lord will have it do what it has to do and every day that we don't have snow i am happy and uh a lot of people love snow especially if you plow it but it is uh, i don't find much joy in it it could it could snow on the fields it could snow in the woods but let it not snow around the farmstead where i have to shovel it and plow it and to get in and out of the driveway and then you get that plow pack that comes by from the road good god in heaven that stuff is nasty right we have a uh alamucci has a uh like we used to have a mac but now we have a uh uh, international and we have a pita built also we have a small pita built and we have a uh uh, uh navistar well i ih right but they call it navistar now everything's got a different name and uh, it's got that big plow on it when that guy, <laughs> that guy comes through good god in heaven that stuff is flying all over the place so uh years ago uh we used to have a road man who was a farmer and his their last name was tracy uh, ed tracy and uh and it was, yeah, it was a different world years ago. So now, no disrespect to whoever the new road man is, but uh, when Eddie Tracy plowed snow, my mailbox never got knocked over. And since he, uh, well, he sadly passed away, he was, uh, I, I guess he quasi-retired. I don't think farmers ever retire, right? And we don't ever retire. And uh, 
he did eventually sadly pass away and i don't know who the new person is like i said no disrespect but uh there's a nine chance out of ten that my mailbox is going to be knocked down after they plow the snow so what i try to do is go out there with my little farm tractor my new holland with the bucket and blade on it and uh, try, try to move the snow away from the mailbox before uh the the count uh, not the county the township comes through because if i could push the snow away from the mailbox about 20 or 30 feet before the mailbox when they plow up the road and then i'm golden nothing gets knocked down so uh, but uh hey what are you gonna do that's the uh that's the joys of living in the northeast and what we're gonna be talking about today after the short break is I'm going to be discussing the different terms and acronyms that you need to become familiar with when you're dealing with control logics or controllers is probably a more accurate way. Like an ECU that runs an engine or a combine or a grain bin controller or what have you. So we're going to be talking the alphabet soup. But what I'm going to don't worry about it. It's going to I'm going to make it very very simple, and I'm going to make it so you could understand to the level that you need to on the farm. You're not trying to design the circuitry. So as long as you could understand it to that level and and be in harmony with it, so you know what's happening, then that is going to make a big difference when with when you have god forbid you have a problem and you have to understand what is going on but never forget that what agriculture runs on machinery but profits on reliability sit pat and i'll see you in a few minutes bye-bye sirius xm has a channel dedicated to artists who had one big pop hit and that was it R&B, country, dance, rock, pop, new wave, novelty, and more 24-7. From the 70s to the last decade, hear a collection of hits that started and ended careers in three minutes. Wonderland, the one-hit wonder channel, exclusively on the SXM app. It's the Ranch It Up Radio Show. Join me, Jeff Tigger Earhart, the boss lady, Rebecca Warner, a.k.a. Beck, and my crew as we head to Cincinnati, Ohio, to hear research in the regenerative and sustainable arenas. These are great ideas that you can take home today. Plus, recaps of cattle sales, and Kirk comes in with the market numbers. It's all this Saturday at 1.30 p.m. Eastern Time, right here, Rural Radio, Channel 147 on Sirius XM. This week on Rural Radio, Channel 147. We are underway with the 2023 PRCA Rodeo season. Tune in to Rural Radio Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern for the National Western Stock Show and Rodeo. And then Tuesday through Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern, we head to Fort Worth, Texas for the Fort Worth Stock Show and Rodeo. On the undisputed leader in Western sports, Rural Radio. Tune in this week to Rural Radio, Channel 147, and listen anytime on the SXM app. American farmers and ranchers know that weather can have a big influence on the markets. That's why our weather team at RFD-TV is committed to bringing you accurate agricultural-based forecasts that affects our lands and livestock from coast to coast. You named RFD-TV the most accurate and trusted source for commodities information as it happens, and we can help you prepare ahead for major storms and weather-related events. Join us every morning on the Market Day Report, weekdays starting at 9 a.m. Eastern, 8 Central, right here on RFD-TV. Welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. I'm your host, Ray Bohax, 
And what we're going to be talking about today are the terms that are used to describe a different parts of the circuitry of a com- of a controller. Now, don't get nervous, as I said in the opening segment. We're not going to go very, very technical, but it is a technical subject, so there has to be some level of technology discussed. We can't just you know say, hey, this is nothing, and forget about it, and put it together in one box and say, well, it's a controller. And depending upon what it's controlling is that it's going to have different names. It may be called an ECU, an electronic control unit, or some people refer to it if it's on an engine as an engine control unit. All right, so it makes no difference. But on today's equipment, you'll find these all over the place. And lots of times, you'll find multiple ones. A modern vehicle may have five or six or 12 ECU type of controllers that are one for the airbags, one for this, one for that, one for the transmission. And then when you get into farm equipment is that you will see the same thing. There'll be multiple in, in modern farm, new farm equipment, I should say. There'll be a lot of times there'll be multiple controllers. But what I want to do is I want to break this down to the ridiculous. And I want to make it very simple for you to understand so that it's uh, it's foundational. And I really, I know in my life that if you have a foundation, if you understand the fundamentals of something, if, you want, if you're a dairy farmer and you understand the fundamentals of how a dairy cow turns her feed into milk, if you're uh, a grain farmer and you understand the fundamentals of how this, how the, the uh, let's say, corn, how the ear fills, right, and all the dynamics of it, it makes it so much easier and it also gives you the opportunity to, to improve upon your yield because if you understand it, then you could improve upon it. You could see where the weak links are and what you're doing. But though we're not going to be improving upon a controller, it's paramount for you to understand some basic terms so this stuff doesn't work on voodoo it doesn't work on magic all right lots of times when you're dealing with a computer whether it's in a vehicle or a piece of farm machinery but actually they're pretty darn good it's like these laptop computers and these cell phones then the, the desktop computers anything with microsoft windows and it just seems like it's possessed like bill gates is like you know ooh, and he's over there uh, uh voodooing your your computer i know my thing does my computer does crazy stuff my smartphone does crazy stuff and but my car computer runs perfectly so we're gonna that's what we're gonna be focusing not cars but 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 controllers that are on equipment and uh and like i always say is that i i like to repeat different categories because i don't want someone to be pigeonhole what i'm talking about saying oh that's only for a pickup truck or that's only for a semi that's only for a combine or that's only for a grain bin controller so it is that is not the case right this show is so broad based and the equipment that you're dealing with and the electronics are so broad based you could have you can have a controller on your planter right and uh so like i said it's just, this is generic all right this is generic so uh we will get into that any further ado well first of all what i do want to give you a little bit of a, tu- a tutorial from many shows back and discuss very briefly what a pid loop is and it's capital P, capital I, capital D. We're going to be dealing with all acronyms. It's an acronym world today. Crazy. Never thought it was going to be that way. 
But so it's a PID loop, and PID stands for proportional integral derivative. And basically, in simplistic pharma terms, because that's all that's not meant to be derogatory, we only need to understand it to a certain level. Whenever you have a control circuit, you are you have a PID loop. So if you have a grain bin controller, then you set the temperature at this and the humidity at a certain level, and it's looking at it, and, and it's adjusting the fan speed, it's adjusting whatever it happens to be doing, right? Or you have a an engine, you're going down the road to town with your pickup truck, and it's let's say it's a gasoline engine, it's looking at the oxygen sensor for to control the mixture, the air-fuel ratio. That is a PID loop. So in simplistic terms, proportional integral derivative, PID loops are found all over the farm today because what it basically does is it monitors something and makes a corrective action. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to make simplistic analogies for all of these acronyms. So you are a PID loop, you, you, me person sitting next to you right everybody walkers you get in your pickup truck and you're going to town and you're driving down the road and you're in a high high crowned country road we used to have all high crowned country roads here it was really wonderful we don't have that many anymore all right so you're going down and so what you have to basically do is the road is going all right and that the crown is changing and the vehicle would want to drift one way or the other and so what happens is that you're going to take the steering wheel and you're going to see the vehicle, let's say, your pickup truck drifting towards the right, towards the ditch. So what you can do is you're going to correct a little bit with the steering wheel to make it go straight. You're not going to care whether the steering wheel now is cockeyed, all right, because you want the vehicle to go straight. So you are a PID loop. When you're correcting something, whatever the action may be, you are a proportional integral derivative, all right so that is what you are so the pid loops are all anything that has a control unit on it has a pid loop for all intents and purposes now when you're talking about a controller and i'm going to make a reference to an engine controller on a piece on a road vehicle and the only reason why i'm making that reference is that no matter how high tech you think your combine is no matter how high tech you think your planter is your sprayer your grain bin controller that's an abacus you know what an abacus is remember that from years ago we used to teach abacus with the with the beads and move it across and count for it that's an abacus that's mickey mouse that's a kid's toy compared to the the speed and the processing ability that the even the least expensive car or pickup truck has that's running the engine but so i'm going to use that as an example because it's going to be a lot easier for me to make a an, an analogy and explain it to you over a radio show with no visuals right i told you i'll see you right when i come back from the break well that's going to be impossible right because this is radio you can't see me and i can't see you but that's what you get with the guy from cat swamp road so when you're talking about a controller all right, an ECU, there are going to be a number of different areas that you that you have to recognize are there. <clears throat> the first one is called, and they're all acronyms, CAM, not C-A-M, K-A-M. And K-A-M stands for Keep Alive Memory. And on an ECU, the Keep Alive Memory is what requires that it always has voltage going to it. So, and what the keep alive memory does, KAM, it that's where it stores, for instance, the the operational data 
And like I said, I'm going to use an engine, but it could be a grain bin controller, it could be a sprayer, it could be anything else, right? It stores the operational data, how many drive cycles, how many key cycles, how many warm-ups, all right? And it also stores the amount of correction, all right? The PID loop, what it did with the PID loop to correct, to bring it back into what it wanted to be. So, or what it was supposed to be. So you correcting the steering wheel. So that is called the KAM, keep alive memory. And that is what requires voltage to be for this keep alive memory to stay active, for it to remember. And that is why if you disconnect the battery on something, is that you lose that keep alive memory and it erases everything and it has amnesia. So when you're resetting, so basically in essence, in simplistic sense, if you have a radio in your pickup truck, right, your car, and you have a clock in the radio and you have radio station presets, that is in the KAM, the keep alive memory of the radio. Same thing with an e, in an ECU. So if you disconnect the battery, and you lose voltage that keep alive memory evaporates a lot of them have a a capacitor that will hold a charge for a few minutes but for all intents and purposes the keep alive memory needs constant 12 volts for it to remember all right the next thing we have is what's called the random access memory and it's called ram not a ram truck by stellantis all right or a ram that you have in your yard all right that's going out to see the sheep all right the thing is that it is ram random access memory and that is the operating circuit of the operating controls of the ecu of the controller all right so that is called ram and then we have what we call a rom which is read only memory and some applications have a prom which is programmable read only memory the same thing but a prom you're able to take in and out whereas a whereas just a rom if it's not a prom programmable then it is going to be soldered onto the board but that's not a hundred percent true all right because but programmable read-only memory means that you could reflash it you could rechange it so let's make some sense to this and the way i'm going to make sense is going to be very simple Years ago, when I used to teach us, I used to use a cassette tape as an example, but we're not going to use cassette anymore. <clears throat> we're going to use a CD, all right? So if you have the keep alive memory is going to be, so we have a CD, a radio CD player in your, in your pickup truck, all right? So the clock and the station presets need 12 volts to be to to be to maintain its memory keep alive memory even though you shut the key off whatever go away for two weeks you turn the key back on the radio stations are there and the clock is correct so that's the cam keep alive memory requires voltage to be for it not to get amnesia all right and reset next we have the ram the random access memory well the random access memory is the circuitry it's the operating circuitry inside this cd player that allows it to play music it is it's in it needs voltage for it to operate but it doesn't forget how to play the music if the voltage disappears so that is the ram the random access memory and then the next 
section of the ECU is called. Now, you, you're not going to be able to look at this on a circuit board level if you know what you're looking at. You could identify what it is, but you're not going to be able to hold it in your hand and look at it and identify it. It's called the ROM, and it's read-only memory, and on some applications, they have a they have a ROM that you could remove and put back in. GM started that years ago, and they called it a PROM, Programmable Read-Only Memory, but that is the calibration of that unit so basically in essence making a music analogy array a cd player analogy the cam to keep alive memory is what is going to remember the clock and the radio state and the radio station presets the ram is the hard the worker the worker of the circuitry random access memory does not need voltage to to needs voltage to work but it doesn't forget how to work if the voltage disappears and then the rom slash prom programmable read-only memory is the cd that you're putting in there so the rom the rom is the cd so if you if i get in the if i get in your pickup truck and i put a john denver cd and what's coming out of the speakers john denver right if somebody else gets in there and they and they put a uh a uh whatever some other group let's say whatever frank sinatra cd well that is frank sinatra comes out so that is the rom the the random read only memory all right i'm saying read only memory prom programmable read only memory so to make ver- to make this very simple is that the rom is the calibration of the unit that's going to tell when the engine needs to shift or if you have a sprayer right what to do with the spray nozzles how much to duty cycle them so it's taking all of this information in and it takes all of this information in and then it uses what is called an a computer computer algorithm so an algorithm is basically a mathematical equation but for our purposes here it's a list of instructions to make a correction or perform a task so what happens is that the the in the ram part of the access memory that's the worker all right but then the prom is going to have an algorithm and say okay when you get to the end row and you want to do this shut the shut the shut the nozzles off on the sprayer or if you're climbing a hill we need this much fuel to be put in through the injector so that is an algorithm so before we go to the break it's very very simple it's a pid loop proportional integral derivative cam kam that's the that's the operational data it needs the it needs 12 volts there all the time for it to remember all right the ram is not a truck it's the random access memory it's the operating circuit it does needs 12 volts or whatever needs a voltage supply to operate but it doesn't forget what to do if you lose the voltage and then the prom the rom that's the cd that's the cassette tape that's playing the music and telling it what to do and the way it plays that music is through an algorithm which is a set of instructions and they're historically mathematical mathematically based This Iowa Minute is brought to you by the Iowa Farm Bureau. 
Did you know that 96% of Iowa grocery shoppers report their households eat pork on a regular basis? And according to the latest Iowa Farm Bureau Food and Farm Index, 87% of Iowans are confident Iowa farmers are caring for their animals responsibly. That's because today's responsible livestock farmers are always looking for better ways to raise animals. Ben Clucky, a young farmer from Carroll County, went all the way to Europe for this type of pig barn. We looked into a lot of different systems out there and we went with this European design called Scove where it's got vaulted ceilings and in our opinion it's fresher air for the animal and the caretaker. With me living next to it and having neighbors and the barns are going to be around a long time, they're not going anywhere. That was our best decision. Keeping animals safe, healthy and comfortable is key. If you have questions about farm animal care, check out iowafarmanimalcare.org. With your Iowa Minute, I'm Lori Johns. Our buddy Larry the Cable Guy is coming to Fort Worth and performing at the Fort Worth Stock Show and Rodeo on Saturday, January 28th. Come join us for a night of laughs and country humor. Get your tickets now at fwssr.com or through Ticketmaster. Bring the family and join us. I'm Tyne Morgan, host of U.S. Farm Report. Don't miss us right here on Rural Radio Channel 147 on Sirius XM. You can hear us every Saturday at 7 p.m. Eastern and Sunday at 7 a.m. Eastern. At Kinder Outdoors, we're proud of the hunting, fishing, trapping, and shooting heritage that our fathers and forefathers handed down generation to generation. Bring the kids along and meet me in the camp house this weekend, 9 a.m. East Coast, on Rural Radio Sirius XM Channel 147. Drop by the website at kinderoutdoors.com. Leave a picture for the bragging board and register for cool gear and goodies. Your home for the agriculture industry and western sports is Sirius XM's Rural Radio on Channel 147. Welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. Real quickly, I know it's confusing with all the acronyms, but I just want you to understand that there are those components inside the circuitry of every controller. And then when you, for instance, if you go back to the dealer and they reflash something on your pickup truck or on your combine or what have you, they're actually going into the PROM, programmable read-only memory, that it gets giving them the ability to go in and rewrite that calibration. It's like changing the music on a CD. So I don't want to hear John Denver. I want to hear Olivia Newton-John, who is my one of my favorites growing up and still is but now it's time to meet me in the farm shop and before we could get in the farm shop we got to bring in textual binowitz from ripsaw records come on in buddy let it rip baby All right, Tex, thank you so much. Greatly appreciate it. Now, for Meet Me in the Farm Shop, what we're going to be talking about today is a pin gauge, P-I-N, pin gauge. All right, you say, what is that? Well, almost every farm shop that I have been to has a very well-stocked toolbox, but I have rarely said, seen a set of pin gauge. You're saying, pin gauge, hot rod, I don't know what that is. Well, consider it a feeler gauge for a round hole. It's made to incremental dimensions, and you could buy a basic set for under $75. Once you make this investment, you can quickly and accurately measure a round hole. Just find the gauge that when installed creates a slight drag all around, and that is the dimension of the orifice. No more guessing at the size of a hydraulic fitting, valves, carburetor parts, sprayer tips, and anything else. Now, some of you may be saying, well, I just use a, a drill bit, all right? And yes, a drill bit is something that you can use, but it's nowhere near as accurate. 
Scooter is a pin gauge, and it's not as incremental as a pin gauge is. So look it up, pin gauge. You could buy a basic set, and you're going to be like a pro because you could. If you want to take a carburetor apart and read what the orifices are and what have you, you need a pin gauge. For that. So listen, I want to thank you so much for tuning in. Know the hot rod farmers pulling for you, the American farm and rancher, my beloved America. Have a blessed week. Bye bye. A new member on the Act Committee from Tennessee. Hello and welcome everyone for Tennessee Home and Farm Radio. I'm Lee Maddox. Look forward to working with the farmers across the 6th District and across Tennessee as they provide the important input that we need from our farmers. Tennessee's 6th District Congressman John Rose is now officially a member of the U.S. House Committee on Agriculture for the 118th Congress. Rose, a lifelong farmer from the Upper Cumberland, says this has been a dream since he wore the blue corduroy jacket as a member of the Future Farmers of America in high school. Lots of training, lots of great mentors through the years that uh, helped prepare me. And for your listeners, I would just say, particularly to the young Young folks who are participating in 4-H and FFA, uh, this is why you take those experiences very seriously because one day they may get the opportunity to help uh, affect farm policy in the way that I'm going to here in the 118th Congress. Congressman Rose, now in his third term in Congress, is excited to have the opportunity on the Ag Committee as he knows the values of rural Tennessee and is, is hopeful for good progress on writing the next farm bill that will guide the nation's farm policy over the next five years. You know, critically important to maintaining affordable food supply that's safe and reliable for the American people and ensuring that the farm producers, the everyday farmer out there that's putting in a crop, uh, is able to survive and be successful, you know, despite uh, whatever issues might come along. And so it is very important. Congressman Rose joins fellow Tennessee Congressman Dr. Scott Desjardins on the Ag Committee, now one of the senior members in his 13th year. And as a farmer himself, Rose is ready to roll up his sleeves and get legislation approved that helps all farmers. The fact that uh, we're involved, actively involved in farming uh, was important and I think we'll bring, uh, help me bring a lot of perspective to the table. And for Tennessee Home and Farm Radio, I'm Lee Maddox.